What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. We are almost finished with the Psalms. Yeah. Today we're looking at Psalm 143 and uh, seven more to go. We won't get to cover all of them, but the Psalms have been a blast. Yeah, it really has. Um, I guess if we're going to just jump in to Psalm 143, one of the first things that stuck out to me was you kind of see the word righteousness at the beginning and at the end of the Psalm. So I'm going to go ahead and read um, what it says here in verses 1 and 2. O Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one is living for no one living is righteous before you. And then at the end of the verse, you hear it in verse 11. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. And I think Clark and I have said before, just to kind of pay attention when words are repeated, and it seems like righteousness is just kind of um, enveloping this psalm. And what stuck out to me was... Enveloping, that's a good en- use of enveloping, that word. Enveloping? En- enveloping? Enveloping? Either way, I'm impressed. <laughs> is it does it apply i don't know maybe i was just gonna sound smart i'm going with it mm, yes that yes. does sound smart okay <clears throat> and um how the beginning and the uh the beginning and the end of the psalm is, is about christ and his righteousness and how in the middle there's trials and there's hard things and um and there's instruction in there too but the end all be all kind of what i kind of took with seeing righteousness mentioned a couple times is like we we um sometimes we'll compare and just think like, well, yeah, I might not be in a great spot, but at least I'm not like Joe. Or I might not be like in right standing, but at least I'm, you know, not like Susie. You know, we're comparing to one another when really in verse two, um, David's pleading, do not bring judgment because no one is righteous. No one is living righteous. So it, it comes back to we need Jesus and his faithfulness and his righteousness not because we're better or worse than our neighbor, but just because we're we're never going to be, we can't save ourselves. That's why Jesus had to come. God had this beautiful plan laid out so that we could be um, so that we could be united with him again forever. Because in our own power and in our own righteousness, we we just couldn't do it. We can't do it still. And so just an acknowledgement of that and the power um, that's in Jesus and his righteousness for us that we get to step into Mm -hmm. a relationship kind of stuck out for one thing for me. Yeah, and then when you look at Jesus' life and ministry and then the New Testament speaking about that, I love that Christ's righteousness becomes our righteousness. And so again... When we're wrestling with guilt and shame and doubt and regret and and just sin, but you are following Jesus, you do love Jesus, I love it that God looks at us not for the things that we've done, first and foremost, but Mm -hmm. for Christ in us, Christ's righteousness in us. And that's where that, that huge burden of whatever it is we're carrying that we're not built to carry should be taken off. And so hopefully that is encouraging to you. Um, What stuck out to me and really is a common theme throughout the Psalms comes from verse 5. And that reads, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all of your works and consider what your hands have done. And we, we say it almost every podcast, reflecting on one, who God is, and two, what God has done. So the psalmist is in a bad spot. He's crying out for help, going, Lord, 
I can't save myself. There's tons of crooks and criminals around me. Mm-hmm. Come back, please. And in the midst of all this chaos, I'm going to remember your faithfulness and think back to um, all that you've done. And I love that he uses the word meditate because meditate is a, a big step past just thinking. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that one time God provided for my family. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I remember that one time that I was sick and then God healed me. Or I remember that one. Meditating is sitting and pausing and reflecting and chewing on and wondering and pondering. Like, those are the kind of words I think you got to attach to verse 5, meditating on God's works and mm-hmm. his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so as I do that throughout things that have happened in our life, my life, the past year, the past, you know, 30-some years, when I think about that, I actually give myself the freedom to try to re-enter my own skin and body in that time, re-experience what's going on, but in light of God's faithfulness. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, I was so worried. I was so unsure. I I didn't know what was going to happen. And when you kind of enter back into that, and that that can be uncomfortable, but you do it in light of God has rescued, redeemed, saved. He's brought good about, and if he hasn't done that yet, we trust that he will. He's a good God. He's going to take care of his kids. Um, that, that just continues to stick out to me. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why we've read it so many times, maybe in the Psalms too, is um, just the power that that kind of gives us to have hope for the future when we reflect on the faithfulness of God in the past. And so, again, when things are repeated, you know, we, our ears kind of perked up and, and we take that as a deeper impression, more weight, like, oh, wow, he's talking about remembering faithfulness again. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that must be powerful. It's yeah. good. And then kind of transitioning to a couple of verses later, verse 7, um, it really talks about how if God doesn't bless it, God's not there, it ain't going to be good. So verse 7, the psalmist says, Answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. Please don't hide your face from me, or I'll be like those who go down to the pit. Mm-hmm. And really, again, if God doesn't bless it, it's not going to go great. And obviously, you, we might look at other people thinking, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. I wish I had fame. I wish I had money. I wish I had whatever it is they have. And the reality is, um, the few cases I've met people in those positions, the grass is not greener on the other side. Hmm. There's loneliness abounding. There's um, fear. And I mean, that list could go on and on. And so basically, as Christians, we got to say, God, we want to be with you. We want to follow you. And everything that we do, we hope is spirit-led. And instead of saying, hey, God, I've got this great idea. Come and bless this or come join me in what I'm doing. Right. Our job as Christians is to see, Holy Spirit, where are you at work? Where's yeah. God's kingdom coming down and how can I be a part of that? And really, at the end of the day, when it comes to living life apart from God, people are already getting a glimpse of hell, uh, really a hellish life. And, yeah. and hell, more than anything, is not ice or fire. It's just life without God. It's mm-hmm. life apart from him, not in his presence. So yeah, there is a physical location, hell, but a hellish life is without him. And I think that's what the psalmist is getting at there, saying, don't hide your face from me, please. Please yeah. be with me, because I don't want to be like those guys who, who aren't following you, who aren't worshiping you. So that's just another reminder for me in my life. When I've got dreams and visions and ideas and goals, like, God, am I trying to ask you to bless something that's that's man-made, Clark's heart and mind, or... Have I prayed through this and asked the Spirit to lead me? Because I want to entrust my life with you. I want to follow you. And that's what verse 8 gets at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we want to wrap up with is the psalmist saying, God, would you just direct and lead? Right. That's kind of a prayer that I think all the way through verse 11 or 12, you'll hear words like this. Um, 
show me the way, rescue me, teach me, um, lead me, preserve my life. And so kind of transitioning from this presentation of where we're at and just kind of, okay, Lord, um, you know, we need your righteousness. Help me remember your faithfulness to now action steps. Like, okay, Lord, um, kind of exactly what you just said, really though, like, Hey, I don't want to do this my own way or in my own power. Um, I just want my eyes to be paying attention. I want to be attuned. Holy spirit. What are you doing? Teach me, lead me. Um, like I, that takes a step of surrender. And Mm -hmm. so just kind of a prayer at the end that I feel like is being said, just, okay, Lord, like I'm, I'm turning over this day to you. I'm turning over my family to you. I'm turning over my life um, to you. And, and I know that your way is best because of how you've shown up all over in your past faithfulness in the Bible and in my life and others around me. And so I think that's just a, um, just kind of a prayer of, of surrender there at the end, just saying, okay, God, we trust you. And, um, and we are with you, Holy Spirit. Yep. So as always, we encourage you to dive into the Psalm yourself. Read Psalm 143 and say, God, what do I learn about you? What do I learn about myself? And what is the Holy Spirit lifting for you? So feel free to engage and share with other people, as always. And um, we, would, we would always love to hear what stood out to you as well. Interact with you a little bit online. So thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Have a fantastic week. And we'll catch back up with you on Friday. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.